0: Hi, this is Anne-Marie Fox, and you're listening to my podcast, On Your Terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hello and welcome back to On Your Terms. I have a beautiful lady on my show today Anne-Marie Murray and I'm so interested in finding out more about her story and what she's doing to live life on her own terms. So welcome Anne-Marie, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Anne-Marie, and thank you so much for inviting me on. You're very welcome. Well, I suppose I'll just start by asking maybe if you could tell me a little bit about who Anne-Marie is and what you're currently doing at the moment.
1: Absolutely, no problem. Um, so I'm, my name is Anne-Marie Murray, and I live in Notnakara in Galway, um, and I am a bioenergy and a massage therapist, and I also have an online business, which has gone online actually since lockdown. Um, oh, I am an Yes, I am a wellness advocate for doTERRA, which means that I um I sell essential oils and I educate people on how to use them for their health and their wellness.
0: Brilliant. So, how's all that going for you at the moment? When you go, you went online over lockdown. Is it all going well?
1: Definitely been a very very funny year. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't Yeah, I think we're. That's that's the quote for 2020. I suppose I'm in a bit. Of, I'm at, the, at right now. I'm in a period of transition because. At the start of lockdown, I had to close my, my bricks and mortar business, as I call it, my clinic.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I took my, what was previously a face-to-face kind of style um, business with doTERRA online, exclusively right. online. So ran my classes over Zoom, did all my consultations over Zoom, um, all of that. So it was a little bit out of my comfort zone because I wouldn't be the most comfortable with online formats. Me and technology aren't always the best of friends. Um, <laughs> but we've got through it. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So at the moment, um, I am moving from the location that I was in my clinic, but I've decided not to have my clinic all the time anymore, that I'm literally just going to work um, very much part time in that and looking to phase that part of it out over the next few months and concentrate more on my doTERRA business, which was my long-term plan. But it's, this year has kind of taught me that that process, um, should well for me, it feels like it needs to be expediated a little bit, and that's where I'm I'm focusing my energies too.
0: Brilliant! Excited to hear about how it's all going to work out for you. Is this something, Amory, that you always want to do? You know, run your own business, have your own business, or you know, can you remember what you had wanted to do when you were younger?
1: Yes, definitely. This was not what I wanted to do when I was younger. In <laughs> um, a roundabout way, I guess it was. When I was younger, I actually thought that I wanted to do hairdressing. Okay. Um, I was always like dying to like be, I was always like really a girly girl, like as in playing with makeup. And I was always like doing manicures and pedicures for my mom and for my sisters and stuff like that, if they'd allow me. Um, and I suppose kind of the progression for that came because I obviously didn't do hairdressing, but I went initially and I trained, first of all, when I spoke to my guidance counselor and told them that I wanted to be a beauty therapist. Yeah. They told me that that was for academic girls and not for... Or that was for that was for girls who weren't very academic, and I was very academic, and um, so they she basically she talked me out of it because she no didn't way. think it was, it was yeah, and um, so I went off to college and I studied English,
0: <laughs> okay,
1: um, and I realised I did not want to be a teacher, in that regard, so I went left left college and uh, started working and went back and I did the beauty therapy training and realised very quickly that it was the massage element that I absolutely loved. And I suppose a little bit deeper level than that was after a couple of years of doing massage, I found that a lot of the reason people were coming to me was not necessarily they had, you know, injuries or aches or pains. It was because their stress levels were really, really high. And there was a lot that I felt that I wasn't able to address solely with massage. Okay. Um, and so I was at that stage, I was looking for something that a little bit different anyways, but didn't know exactly what that something
0: was. Yeah. And then did you go back and did you study bioenergy? You mentioned you have that as well, or how did you come out and when did that start?
1: So I actually got introduced to the oils first. And the lady that introduced me to the oils, her friend, she had just done the bioenergy training herself. And okay. she had asked me to do a swap with her. For, if, I did, um, if, she, if I did a massage for her, she would do bioenergy for me. Okay. Now, I hold my hand up and say I was so skeptical of bioenergy at the time. I really thought that unless it was something that you could physically see and touch, that it wasn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I was open to trying it. <laughs> um, and I was just blown away by by how much that I that I was getting from it. And I just went along to, the, they, they do like introduction weekends where you get a feel for what it's like and, you know, you you get enough that you might be able to Practice on like your family or something like that. So that's what I did, thinking that I just wanted to get more information about what it was, more so than that. I thought I was going to go off and and work with it, but I absolutely loved it when I went and did the course. So I kept that on.
0: Brilliant. So was it a gradual move then from working purely as a masseuse into what you're currently doing now? As you saw, that people were not just coming to you for aches and pains; that it was something deeper. All these steps that you've taken, is that where you want to be right now?
1: Yeah, and to be honest with you, I think that's one of the reasons why this year it's pushed me more towards doing DoTERA because I'm finding more and more that if I can give people back the empowerment and the control for their own health, that they get far better results. Like I loved hearing during lockdown, even my massage clients ringing me saying, Oh. And marie all those exercises and all those things that you told us to do, we're doing and they're really working.
0: <laughs> wow, brilliant. Um,
1: so I loved hearing that people were actually, they, because I wasn't there, I wasn't able to be a crutch for people, I guess is the term. Yes. And um, they have to kind of take responsibility for themselves. So I love that passing back the passing back control of what we and particularly for people when they're you know dealing with huge amounts of stress or they have kind of say challenges in their health you can often feel very out of control of all of that so taking back even a little bit of your own kind of personal power can be such a life-changing shift for people so I've been loving yeah. that
0: brilliant yeah you seem very passionate about it which is fantastic looking back Amory, would there be anything you would have done differently when you were very younger over the last few years that might have made this journey to where you are today easier for you?
1: Um, I think I would have been incredibly, incredibly shy when I was a child and a teenager. And a lot of people don't believe that about me because I'm quite outgoing now. Yeah. Um, it was when I I think it was when I was in my twenties that I finally discovered my confidence. Um, I used to worry an awful lot about what people thought of me and I would get really embarrassed by like ridiculously small situations and things like that. So I think that if I, if I could give advice to my younger self, I suppose it would be that to realize that, you know, people are so absorbed in themselves that they're not thinking about other people as much as we believe they
0: are. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so true. Do you find that your job made you come out a bit more out of that shyness or was there anything in particular that made you become more confident in yourself?
1: I think I started interacting a lot more with very confident people okay. and definitely job force me into it because you have to be you know very like you know particularly in a beauty and a massage sector you're there to put the other person at ease so your your confidence I suppose has to come across and I think the more that you take those steps to one-on-one interaction yeah then I think that's definitely it was it was a huge stepping stone um, for me to, to develop my confidence and I suppose I, I had that developed by the time that I started my doTERRA business which has been an absolutely massive massive shift in my personal development um yeah you can't do the business without it so it was I suppose each each kind of step has led to the next I guess is, is probably the way that I would describe it
0: brilliant and just one other thing that you mentioned earlier that when you did you know you ended up going to college as your teacher pointed out to you that you were on the academic side is that something that you're are you still glad you did go to college or would you prefer to have just gone down your original passion which was the beauty area first
1: no, I'm happy I did go to college. I had a lovely experience and a lot of the, the it was outside my comfort zone because I was going, I went to college in, in UL in Limerick okay. and, and, you know, I was the first one of my brothers and sisters to go to a, like an official college.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: it was it was definitely a big thing. And it was, it was, I probably, I suppose that was, even though I was I still have considered myself quite shy in college, we had to give a lot of presentations and stand up in front of a group. So even though at the time it felt like the end of the world, to <laughs> have to do yeah. those things. I was they definitely had to force me to grow that little bit as well so yeah
0: and that probably worked on your confidence even back then
1: yes exactly yeah
0: absolutely um so what are your goals going forward now I know you briefly said there that you're thinking of finishing off one part of the business folks in another area but maybe talk me through that a little bit more your goals for now and maybe into the future
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the moment, basically, I'm looking to um to have my have my doterra business as my full time income because the reasons I suppose for it for personally is because I wanted to create more time and financial freedom for myself. Because the reason that I started right. doing this as a business in the first place was a few years ago I reached the ceiling of the amount of people that I could take in my clinic. I was fully booked all the time. Yeah. Um, and I well, basically I thought to myself, well, the only way that I can you know, um, create more income for myself is to hire somebody in and have them working with me and, you know, go from there. That was, that was what I thought I was going to do. Um, so I started actually to, to look for people and started interviewing people and I found it incredibly difficult to find people who had the same skill set as me yes. for one thing, that were obviously willing to work for, like we'll say less that I would be able to make a profit. And my second obstacle came was when I told my clients that I'm doing this, they all told me that they were not going to go to somebody else besides me
0: yeah because you were probably the attraction to the clinic
1: yeah unfortunately um, yeah. so <laughs> so i kind of had myself like i suppose found i was left a little bit irreplaceable in my clinic so <clears throat> um it was the time that I was speaking to my um, to my Doterra rep Marty, and he was saying that because I had naturally been sharing through the years when I, I got introduced to the oils in twenty fourteen, okay. um, this is twenty eighteen, and he was saying to me, why don't you look at you know incorporating this as and he was just saying like as residual income, you know, for supporting your own clinic and things like that. So that was how I initially started. Um, and then just got so inspired when I started hearing back more and more stories and when people actually came to work with me um, and they were getting residual income as well. It just made, it made, It really, get, it was my light bulb moment, to be honest with you. It was, Brilliant. It was I suppose, how, I would, how I would put it, so, yeah.
0: Brilliant. And your goal going forward is to have that as your sole income now. And you said, yes. you know, it will give you a lot more freedom. What will that look like to you?
1: Um, I suppose, like, I feel now that it's, it's very much I suppose like the employee versus the entrepreneur kind of mindset like as in that you're not literally just working hours for you know for other people's time I guess is the thing um because they say when you're self-employed that you can you know set your own hours and all the rest of it but that's only true to a very limited extent yeah and you (laughs) know that because you're coming
0: from a self-employed background
1: so definitely to be able to have the real flexibility to um to genuinely create something that 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 has massive amounts of time freedom along with huge amount huge amounts of financial freedom because I suppose for me what it means is that you have more choice because a lot of the time we're limited in what we do by feeling like we're really we're trapped by our circumstances whether they be that we don't Time, or we don't have enough money. So, for me, that is one of the things is that it gives you so much choice to have freedom in both of those areas. So,
0: that's brilliant, Amory. Absolutely fantastic. Do you know, Amory, what makes you happy?
1: I do. I've got a funny one. My, my, my family always say that they love to get me for Secret Santa at Christmas time because <laughs> you literally buy me a pair of fluffy socks and I would be so happy. Like it's the little things that really get to me. Like I love, I love traveling and I love doing, you know, big things, but it's small, little tiny, little daily things that I get the real excited it's moments so about. Lovely. <laughs> so lovely.
0: So anne who inspires you or what has anyone that has inspired you since you were young or who do you look up to?
1: Um, So it's literally just in this last year that I found, I suppose, the person who I I really felt now. And this could just be the journey that I'm on for now. But yeah. I read a book at the beginning of this year called *The Untethered Soul*. It Was by a guy called Michael Singer, um, okay. and it's basically, I suppose, the message that I'm that I'm trying to give myself and to give to others is the letting go of the personal, and you know, like not getting so attached to the outcomes of everything. And creating more of peace from within rather than trying to look for that externally, which never works. (laughs) But we think it does. Brilliant.
0: brilliant. And did you just pick that book up or did somebody advise you to read that book?
1: So it's one of these things. Somebody introduced it to me last year and I listened to the first couple of chapters and thought, "Mm, yeah, it's interesting. But it didn't land for me. Okay. Um, So it was something that I went back and was just I think it was just an, an inspired kind of moment back in, I think, the beginning of March that I just picked it up again. Um, okay. And completely, just absolutely loved it. And I would, um, I would recommend it to anybody. And his follow-on book, The Surrender Experiment, where he kind of details his whole life in in all that he was able to achieve by literally just letting go of himself.
0: <laughs> wow, that's fantastic, brilliant. Yeah. And you found that, you know, as you said, it's just literally this year that you read it, but that has really resonated with you, Emery.
1: Completely. I mean, I would obviously have listened and read lots of. Um, lots of kind of personal development books over the years and um, had, I suppose, taken little bits and pieces from all of them. But yeah. I think that the framework that he brings together almost, it, it almost makes the other things that I've read make more sense. It's like I would have listened to Abraham Hicks over the years and yep. all of that. And there are certain parts of, and things that I never really understood and never really actually understood properly what the word surrender even meant, if I'm honest with you. Okay. Um even though it was a word that it's almost like a, a spiritual buzzword that gets thrown around quite a lot. Yeah. But I didn't really understand what it meant until he kind of broke it down. So it was it definitely was a huge um a huge moment and definitely something that I can that I'm planning to integrate even in with my trainings for my Brilliant. customers. I and love that it.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Is there any other books or any other podcasts or anything like that that you would recommend people to listen to?
1: Um, I suppose it depends on what you're interested in. Um, I love Gabby Bernstein as well. I find her, she's really good for, um, giving you, I suppose, like practical kind of steps, step-by-step kind of approach to if you're looking to feel better, basically, (laughs) which a lot of of us do. Um, yeah, that, that she would probably be the other one that I would listen to quite a lot, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah.
0: Good. And Amri, what are your values?
1: um so time is probably one of my biggest values and I think this is something to do with how I was raised I have two parents who are incredibly strict on time and cannot abide you know being (laughs) late or anything like that So that's that's transferred down but I mean I I would place huge value in both my own time and in other people's time and if I'm doing calls or consultations I make sure that people are getting the most out of them or if they're coming to one of my classes to make sure that the value and all the rest of it is there for them because It's not even necessarily about um, the fact that people are giving over their time to listen to me, I suppose. I want to make sure that they're getting something valuable from it.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And actually, that ties in nicely with what you're currently trying to do as well, is your job is going to give you more time and freedom. So again, coming back to one of your values there, what advice could you give our listeners Maybe if they are in a situation that they're looking to get out of, or just to try and help them live on their own terms.
1: So, I discovered through Dotera a couple of years ago, they did it at their convention, um, a system called Gallup Strengths Training. Um, for those of you who haven't heard, but it's basically it's 34 strengths that we all have naturally. And what it does is you answer a series of questions about yourself, and everything is taken into, into consideration, whether you pause on an answer or whether you're you're hesitant for how long, how sure you are on it. And basically what it gives you is what your top five and top 10 strengths are and the domains in which they lie. And the idea is is that we spend an awful lot of time and we're trained an awful lot in school and in workplaces to try and work on the things that we're not so great at to develop those better or to get better at them, rather than focusing on the areas that we're naturally really strong in.
0: And make them better. So
1: I've used this as a way... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I use them for myself personally, but I also use them as a way to mentor um those that are working with me because I think it kind of gives you permission to be yourself a little bit, a little bit more.
0: Um, yeah, I which love is a lovely that. kind of
1: thing. And when you feel like yeah, it's lovely and it's really I suppose it gives you the the confidence to kind of know well these are the things that I'm naturally good at and this is the this is the way that I work. So it's more specific to, to you as opposed to it being like this general kind of putting, putting people in a box kind of thing. So I found yeah. that really inspirational and I would listen to a lot of kind of podcasts and things like that around that whole system, basically.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. That's fantastic, Amory. marie
1: I, I actually speak to people an awful lot about this, being honest with you, because I've had a lot of people kind of over the last couple of years, and particularly at the moment when I'm actually specifically looking for people to work with me. Um, there's an awful lot of people who've told me that they would love to do what I'm doing. But that yeah. they feel that the timing is not right for them, or they don't feel ready. Yeah. And my advice to people who are in that situation is: you are never, ever, ever going to feel ready. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not one morning that you're going to wake up that you're going to think, "Oh, this is it. This is now." And what I say, so to true. It is. It's time versus timing, is what I call it. So, um, like so, I know myself. It's exactly like the the, the book that I read. I know that there's times that people are ready to hear certain information, but there's never going to be a moment where you think. You know, it, all all that happens is that you feel that you're able to overcome the fear, not that the fear has gone away or vanished. And if you can kind of go in with that mindset that you're going to be learning on the job, and that you're not like the fear of, of the change is never going to be gone. I was like yeah. when I stepped down of employment and went self-employed, I had my mum saying, oh, what if you don't get any clients? And what if it doesn't all work out? And if I'd have listened to that, I would have stayed stuck." Um, but I just kind of—I suppose—I'm—I'm—I. You have to sometimes take a little bit of a leap of faith that yeah. um, things will like will. obviously, you, you can do a certain amount of kind of say risk assessment on it, but sometimes fear keeps us in the comfort zone far longer than is warranted. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I love that nobody ever feels they're ready, so they just have to push themselves forward. Yeah.
1: And it's about if is worth it, what, what is the reason why you want to do it? That's the thing is I always bring it back to people when they ask me, you know, that if they tell me that they're not ready or they tell me they don't have the time to do it, I ask them, well, why were you interested in doing this in the first place? Because if it was to create more time freedom or if it was, you know, to get more of something, oh, then that circumstance is not likely to change unless something changes, you know, I'm not going to wake up one morning and all of a sudden have all this extra time unless you're waiting for your kids to go to college when they're 18 or something like that, you know? so that's-
0: Yeah, it's really, really good. And Amri, do you feel now you are living life on your own terms or getting to that stage?
1: getting to that stage still have right. a little way to go but I mean even in the last few months there's been a massive shift in that and I know myself in, in the months to come that there that, that that will follow on so I can't say 100% at the moment that I am obviously but I'm definitely I know that the steps are, have been in place to, to get me the, re- the, ne- the rest of the journey I hope.
0: <laughs> no I love that and I love the fact that you are now in as you said a bit of a transition phase to go full time into your passion at the moment and look I wish you all the best with that I, I've i noticed out, you'll be fantastic at it and Perfect. I really look forward to see what the next couple of years brings for you Anne-Marie. thank you
1: so much thank, thank you th-
0: thank you very much and we'll talk to you again soon thank you, you Marie bye thanks so much for listening to my podcast I hope you take away some positive steps from it if you enjoyed it please subscribe for free and tell your friends If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.